Hello, hi, and a warm welcome to the Samadhi Podcast, a series of short talks, guided meditations, and interviews that help you become a happier and more positive person. Learn how to calm the mind, deeply relax, manage your emotions, and navigate life's challenges and change with ease and well-being. This week, I wanted to look at the importance of remaining fluid and living life in a way that a river flows. There are many ways of comparing life to a river, different teachings and quotes that we find out there, and I've always found them all incredibly helpful. This analogy of a river teaches us of impermanence, of acceptance, of attachment and the way it blocks us from living life in the moment. And if we turn to Buddhism first of all, Buddhism teaches the ways in which we come into conflict with our life. Quite often, it's when we're acting not in accordance with reality. That is, something is happening, but we're rejecting that, and we are wanting something else to happen, and we're getting stuck and lost there in the stories. So if we come to this analogy, seeing life as like a river, as we know, rivers flow along, sometimes they move very gently, And life can be relatively easy. But still this river flows. It's always moving, always sweeping us along. And sometimes, as we know, there can be rapids. Life moves very quickly, very turbulent. Almost feels like we don't have time to catch our breath, like we're drowning almost. But in any case, whether it's flowing very gently or whether it's quite turbulent, the river flows. It keeps moving. And it takes great effort to go against the current. But sometimes in life we try. We try to get back to another point in the past, wanting it to be like it was, hoping, wishing our life to be the way it was, or thinking about how bad that last curve was in the river. Going over it again. Either way, we're not here with the river where it is now. We're looking back. And so we're at risk of missing out on the river as it is right now. Living life in the moment. And the beauty that could be there in this moment. And of course when we look at living life in the moment. As I often say, most of the moments right now are actually okay. 99% of the moments of your day are actually okay. We are well, we're safe, healthy well-fed perhaps, those moments are all okay. But if we're not careful, we can drag potential future worries, future anxieties into the present moment, or dredging up previous memories, difficulties, resentments, bringing them into the present moment and thus poisoning perhaps the joy, the serenity, the peace that we could be experiencing right here, right now. And so other times we try to still the water, maybe when we're going through a difficult situation, or just daily life. Each time a new hurdle, a new piece of news comes, we panic. There are so many difficult situations that we can have going on in our life, and we could very easily, in those ups and downs, each time there's a new development, a little something, get very stuck there. What are we going to do now? How are we going to do this? Oh, it's not fair. How do we cope? And so on. So aversion arises, this rejecting 
no, I don't want this. I can't cope with this. And that aversion makes the situation more dramatic. And then we reject it, completely reject it, with our every fibre of our being. And so when we do this, it's like rejecting the way that the river flows, like trying to hold it back, push it a new way, push the river in a different direction, turn around, get back to how it was. Or maybe we get stuck in that rejection, holding firm. No, this is not what I want for my life. This is like trying to still the water, trying to hold back, stop the flow. So I think it's important for our well-being that we try to remain flexible, fluid, open, flowing with the river of life as best we can. Being with the current challenge, but try not to let ourselves become too lost in the what-ifs, the whys, the shoulds, and it's not fairs. It often comes up in our discussions, being careful of our shoulds. I should be doing this, this shouldn't be happening, they shouldn't be saying this, and so on. These are all times when we're trying to fight what is actually happening. We're putting expectation on life, saying, no, the river should flow this way, when it's not. The river is flowing the way the river will flow. And so, here we could say, in, as we say in Buddhism, we are not acting in accordance with reality. We're getting stuck on what we want to happen, rejecting what is actually happening. And when we can't do anything about it, then this is futile, and this is where acceptance helps. Why is it a problem to get stuck here on this, well, I want this to happen? And the reason it's a problem is because it hurts, it's painful. This is when we're in conflict. The pain of things not going the way you want them to, the frustration, the hurt, anger might arise. Maybe we become cynical, jealous of others. Maybe we become depressed. We despair. Overwhelming sadness. And so there may be times in life when, yes, we are actually able to change things. You know, if we were to push this analogy further, there's a fork in the river, perhaps. And we can make a choice to make the situation different. We can choose a path here, which, which part of the river we're going to flow down. And if so, if we have that choice, great, let's use it. Why not? But again, even here, we don't know what's coming up down the river. And so sometimes we can say, well, I wish I'd have made that choice. <laughs> wish I'd have made a different choice in my life. But we don't know. We don't know where that choice may have landed us. We don't really know what was going to come next. If we're to keep pushing this analogy of the river, we don't know what was going to come next around that next curve, that next bend of the river. And so we need to make choices as best as best we can with the skills and the wisdom and the compassion that we have right now, making the choice that will bring the greatest benefit, the greatest meaning for ourselves and others, and not worry about the what could have beens. And so this is recognizing impermanence as well. This constant flow, it will always change. Sometimes quote-unquote good, sometimes quote-unquote bad. So we can change course, sure, on occasion, sometimes, why not? But there are many times when that is not possible. And so when we have no choice in what's going to happen, what choice can we make? 
The only choice left to us is the choice about how we look at it, how we respond to it. As Viktor Frankl says, this is the last of the human freedoms to choose our own way in any given situation. So looking at it, recognizing impermanence, okay, this will pass. Cultivating acceptance, okay, this is what it is right now. And trying to bring some flexibility to our approach. One wonderful way of looking at acceptance is to wholeheartedly give up the idea that it should be other than what it is. And I quite like this definition because it shows that this simple releasing, this relinquishing, releasing your expectation, releasing the projections we put on the world, and just saying, okay, okay, I accept this is how it is. I don't like it, I don't love it, I wouldn't have chosen it. I may want it to be different, but I accept that it isn't different. I accept that this is how it is, for better or for worse, and whether I want it or not. This is how it is right now. And this goes against the grain of what we normally do. What we normally do is just reject, as we've said. It's not fair, shouldn't happen, and so on. And so, in recent discussions, I've been saying how acceptance has many layers and can be brought to everything, to the best of our current ability. So external situations, perhaps we lose our job, our car breaks down, rising energy costs, physical illness of ourselves, somebody else. These are situations in which perhaps we don't have any choice, there's nothing we can do. And if we can change things, then let's do that. And if we, you know, we can work in that direction, if we can get a new job, great. If we can get help for energy costs, great. Let's do that. Get on with it. <laughs> but non-acceptance or rejection, primarily it's a rigid, stuck mind, getting stuck in the whys, the shoulds, the not-fairs, the hows, and who can I blame? Who did this to me? And so these minds, they rob us of our peace of mind. Difficult people... Someone who appears very rude to us, says hurtful things, acts out of their anger, their jealousy. We say, well, they shouldn't act like that. They shouldn't speak to other people like that. And yes, there may be times we can do things about it. Wonderful. And yes, we may all agree on what's socially acceptable behavior or not. And we can perhaps have conversations about it, escalate it and so on. But there will also be these shoulds and it's not fairs again. An active rejection of what is really happening. We can't change what somebody has said to us. We can't change what somebody has done. Maybe we can prevent future harm from happening, but we can't go back and change what is already done. And so then, why waste more time allowing the mind to run through the shoulds, not fairs? They shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? The way we torment ourselves over and over and over again about situation that we cannot change. And this reminds me of this concept of the two arrows in Buddhism. Where that first arrow is shot at us during the situation, somebody says something hurtful, there it is, it hurts, unless we have good control over our mind, there it is. But then the second, third, fourth, fifth, and so on, those arrows are ones that we shoot ourselves with. Each time we bring that situation up again and again and again, when we're trying to sleep, when we see our family, our partner, we bring it up again and again, on our own. And sometimes, of course, there is an element of talking through it, and this is very helpful. But many times, it is just simple rumination. And that 
anger and all those same emotions, those same feelings arise up in our body and our mind as if we were there in the situation. The difference is there is no enemy, there is no one to get back at, there's no one to shout at, no one to hurt. And so the only person who gets hurt is us. Perhaps those we're with, if our emotional reactions are impacting on others. But anger, hatred, they want to poison, they want to hurt, they want to remove the enemy. And when there is no enemy, the only person they can hurt is us. We can also have a non-acceptance towards our own feelings, our own self, how we feel. And although we're saying here that there are times that we are angry and there, there is rumination going on in our mind and we should work on these as best we can, there are times when we find situations too difficult and we're not able yet to accept. We're not able yet to see the impermanence. We find the situation terribly challenging. And here... There is also acceptance, acceptance for ourself, our current abilities, where our mind currently is, where our practice currently is, and recognizing, okay, I am finding this difficult, and that is okay. So rather than rejecting, pushing down, oh, I shouldn't be angry because of my practice, I shouldn't get upset at this situation or this person, far better if we can authentically work on this and bring compassion, patience and so on to these situations, let's do that. But in those situations where we are finding it incredibly difficult, we also need to have acceptance and compassion for ourselves. And any perhaps negative or undesirable qualities we may have, rather than rejecting that, judging, criticizing ourselves, throwing guilt and shame, instead there should be an understanding, a compassionate approach. That still works to change, but there's an understanding, an acceptance of what is right now. So with acceptance of what is, by coming to terms with the natural flowing of the river, we can start to move past the added layers of stories and projections and issues that get in the way of us addressing actual issues, the things at hand, and get in the way of us being at peace with what currently is. If we open up to the beauty that is the present moment, there can be a sense of serenity, joy and compassion, even without having the perfect circumstances around us. I wanted to thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope these words resonate and bring some benefit to you. If you'd like to learn more about these ideas or join us for one of our retreats or online group practices, then please come and be a part of our growing community. Just visit our website samadhi.org.uk to find out more. And please don't forget to subscribe, share, and I hope to see you again very soon.